Welcome to the Swordbreaker Podcast. Each week, I tackle a new theme. First, we'll see if any of my listeners have something to say from previous episodes. Then, I'll share some ideas about the main topic. After that, I'll give you my list of eight variations on the theme. Enjoy. Logan, it's great to hear your voice. This is Brian from Session Zero. I didn't have a podcasting app for a while, and I recently changed jobs, and my commute to work is about twice as long as it used to be. So I downloaded an app, and I looked for your podcast, Swordbreaker, just because I wanted to re-listen to the old episodes. I know that you hadn't been making new episodes uh, for a while. I was really pleasantly surprised to see that you're making new episodes again, and I'm re-listening to your entire catalog. I really loved your podcast, and even some of the early episodes, I'm getting new inspiration from them. Even though I've listened to them before, I'm listening to them on the way to work, and really finding, I'm thinking in different ways than I did when you first released those, so it's really great to go back and listen to your episodes from the start. Keep it up. I look forward to more episodes. And also, I just want to say I have Sword Breaker stuck in my head. So thanks for that, man. Have a great day. Brian, it's really good to hear your voice, and I'm so gratified to hear that my podcast is has some replay value for someone. <laughs> Listeners, if you're not familiar with Brian Holland, he has a YouTube channel called Session Zero and a zine by the same name, and you should definitely check them out. He has a lot of fantastic ideas about content creation, usually involving using things that you're familiar with, other fantasy products or or game materials that provide inspiration and, and how to pull things out of things that you love to make new things to love. If you've played D&D or even one of the many games inspired by it, you've probably run into a bag of holding or two. Heck, I've known playgroups that treat bags of holding as standard adventuring equipment. After all, if you're planning on collecting a ton of sweet loot and don't want to get bogged down with encumbrance rules, bag of holding... Who was sporting a magic bag like that before D&D? Santa Claus? Felix the Cat? Magic bags show up from time to time in folklore. The Yoruba tell of a bag of mysteries that was used to create land on the oceans. Aeolus gave Odysseus a bag of captured wind so that he could sail without trouble. Magic bags show up as rewards or lucky finds in fairy tales. They're never empty manifest whatever is wished for, or even force beasts to jump into them. Bags are so universal and expected, they make fantastic magic items, because they can be full of surprises. What do you say? Let's make some magic bags! Eight Variations on the Bag of Holding Number one, what's in the mail? In Swordbreaker issue five, I made a bag called the Other Place Bag. It's a bag with two openings. One is in the player character's possession, and the other is somewhere far away. 
Things they place in the bag might disappear. New things might show up. It can be a lot of fun messing with a player who has no idea what's going on. If the player works out a deal with whoever is on the other side, they might gain a powerful ally who can provide needed help through that little bag. Another variation on this would be to have it belong to a trickster god who intentionally places wild things in the bag and randomly offers useful or terrible items to be found. Number 2. The Bag of Hints Why it works, nobody knows. Just open the bag and look into it once a day, and you'll get a mustard zing in the nose and a great idea. Number 3. The Bag of St. Iscarion St. Iscarion was once widely known for her duel with the demon Moduriac. The demon, who held all his power in his flaming right fist, thought he would corrupt the holy woman with one final act by trading his right hand for hers. The warrior nun wasted no time chopping the hand off and placing it in her bag where she kept it for safekeeping. Every day she sprinkled the bag with holy water and prayed that the vile thing inside would return to the hell it came from. Eventually, the hand disappeared and only the soiled bag was left. She never could destroy the bag. The story of Iscarion and Moduriac is mostly forgotten now, but the bag still drifts from place to place. Anyone reaching into the bag will pull out a flaming fist and feel their strength and anger rise to levels they never thought possible. Number 4. Bag of Wounds The great healer mage Baru invented a formula for creating the Bag of Wounds. Keeping the bag for three days will bond it to a person. If that person opens the bag near even the most dire of wounds, the bag will suck the damage in and leave them completely healed. Watch out, though. If the bag is torn or turned inside out, the wounds will all come back at once. The safest path is to use the bag for a while and then dispel it. Number 5. Bag of Rats Tomler Tombolin, the rat catcher of East Alleytown, always dropped his quarry into a large blue satchel. They say he never killed the rats, and they're all still in there, waiting to come out. There must be thousands of them. Number 6. The Storm Bag Need better weather for your journey? Open the bag, and in goes the storm. Need a distraction? Open the bag, and out comes the storm. Don't forget what you did last. A double storm is no fun. Number 7. A bag for the King of Cats. The infamous thief known as the King of Cats spent a small fortune on having a special bag made by the fairy seamstress Regalina. When a stolen item is placed in the bag, the original owner loses all memory of it. Number 8. Weird or Cursed Bags Some bags are cursed or are the result of a failed attempt to make something useful. They might have terrible properties like the bag of doubling. When this bag is first offered, it will be demonstrated by a coin being dropped into it, and then two coins being dumped out. If anyone places their hand in the bag to collect the doubled coins, they will draw out the coins, as well as two hands competing for space on the end of their arm. The bag of rings is a bag full of rings, along with bone fragments from the fingers that once wore them. Many of them are quite valuable. Unfortunately, their owners are coming for them. The light bag makes anything dropped into it weightless. Be careful that your precious coins don't float away. 
The night bag provides an extra ration once a day. You might be unsettled to discover that something awful crawls out while you're sleeping. And the bag of recall, which has a valuable gem, a collection of coins, and a lockpick inside. If any of the items are spent or given away, they will teleport back to the bag overnight. That's no ordinary gem in there. It's the heart of an adolescent dragon and carries a slow, withering curse. Thank you so much for listening. And hey, I love receiving calls and messages. You can call me through the Anchor app or send me a note at swordbreakerzine at gmail.com. Tell me your thoughts on this episode or something from a past episode. Give me ideas for new themes or just say hello. Thank you to Ray Otis for my new full-color logo. You can find links to his many excellent games, zines, and blog posts at rayotis.com. That's R-A-Y-O-T-U-S dot com. The crew at your table is making demands. They want adventure in fantasy lands. Wahoo! Swordbreaker! You need some options and you need them now. They're bored with the owlbears and sick of the drow. Wahoo! Swordbreaker! You're brilliant, it's true, but you know in the end, even the finest can use a friend with random rambling and homebrewed lists. Listener content with awesome twists. Bounce, 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 swordbreaker. <laughs>